vegan. What's up, people? Welcome to another episode of I Am Negan, a TWD Universe podcast. For years, people, for years. My name's Adam Vale. I'm an editor over at The Coalition, and I'm joined by Richard Billy Jr., editor-in-chief. What's up, Rich? What's up, Adam? What's up, listeners and viewers? I'll tell you what's up. What's up is Fear the Walking Dead, baby. Oh, god damn, I love this show. This show is good. <laughs> it's a good show. It's so good. It's entertaining. It, it's throwing something new at us, and that's what I love about it. All right, so before I get into it, uh, thanks again for the support, people. Doing this housekeeping, just thanks again, especially when it comes to Fear of the Walking Dead. People are tuning in and watching the show, Fear of the Show, and then they're tuning in afterwards to listen to us and uh, talk about it or give a rundown and just get our thoughts because uh, you need somebody to talk about this. It's, it's a great show. Besides uh, Talking Dead, I don't I don't really see a lot of people talking about this. No one really cares. They're not following it. And I get it. Walking Dead proper. That's what you're into. That's it. But got to give this a chance. You really do. And, and people have been. The ratings have been pretty strong and consistent. And there's no talks of cancellation. So that's always good. So uh, thanks again for all of that. You know, over at Spotify for following and clicking the little ringy bell. And, of course, iTunes and all that. But on the same note, we're saying goodbye to World Beyond, people. That's right. We're not covering that no more. No one seems to care about it. Rating-wise, even our listeners out of 15,000 or so, no, we got like a handful of people that are actually clicking. No one cares. And I get it. The show sucks. We've openly said <laughs> the show sucks. It, it, it's like pulling teeth when it's like time to actually record it. It was like, oh, you want to do it today? I don't know. I got to go clean my boots. Hold on. I'll be right back. And then we don't talk. We just don't want to do this. It's not a good show. I wish it was. I, we really do. You know, um, they said they had teased, the showrunners had teased that there was going to be some kind of tie-in. Remember? They're like, oh, the, I think it's in the CRM, and we know that goes across all the shows. There's going to be a tie-in with uh, the mothership and the whole thing, meaning uh, Walking Dead proper. I, I haven't seen it, and I think that that's, they're just using that as a reason for people to tune in and watch. And if it happens, and it's going to be really quick and subtle, and I'm going to be pissed. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to bother. I'll jump in. And I told Rich this. We'll jump in at the end. When it's over, because we know this is it. There's only two seasons, ten episodes. We'll come back. We'll cover the season finale. We'll just do a whole series review of it. And that's it. But until then, we just fear. And then when Walking Dead comes back, of course. But yeah, we're just sticking with fear. And you know what? Fear is great. Right, Rich? You like this episode? Were you uh, impressed? Yeah, I thought it was a very good episode. We'll, we'll get into that discussion. I, I did I did want to make a quick comment, though, about World Beyond. Uh, I just want to clarify. Uh, yes, we do still watch the show. Um, it's not really too many things that are happening right now. It's the slow build-up to you know, confrontations and stuff like that. And, and, and at the end of the day, I think everyone is only watching this show because they want to know how it impacts the other two shows. So exactly. when, when they get into that, that's when we will address and give our thoughts on that because all of the drama with the teen drama stuff in the show, I don't care about any of that. 
So yeah, yeah. And, and none of it makes sense. <laughs> and then, like you said, the build up for the confrontation. Um, this is your your last season. This is it. This is your end game. Every episode should be coming out with bangers. It should be strong. Yeah. And it's not. It's dragging as if, oh, we signed a multi year deal, multi season deal. We'll be back. No, there's, there's <laughs> no. Yeah, it's just dragging its feet, and it's just oh man, it's I just can't. I watch it, and I'm like looking at the guy i'm like I, i'll stop why'd you do this why'd you do this this should not be a walking dead show it shouldn't even have that branding on it oh whatever but you know what does fear so let's get into it man cindy hawkins this is season seven episode three. Oh man this is great we got john doring senior we got june what happened to them last we saw they went into the bunker they went into teddy's bunker when he was with Dakota, if you remember over on that cliffside, oh, we're going to go and hide in here. Why did he want Dakota? <laughs> well, because, you know, female and what he likes to do. And uh, that plays a part in here. So now we see that they're in the bunker and they're living their life. He, uh, we got JD. He gets on the little uh, radio set there and he's calling in, which I didn't really understand at first. I'm like, why are you giving your coordinates? You don't know who's out there. But he was like, oh, yeah, we're sort of on this area and this location. And if anybody's out there, you know, just... Uh, uh, hit us back, and I, I don't know. I, something about it. I get the idea of trying to reach out so that now you can carry on and maybe find the rest of your group, but then give hints and don't give direct coordinates. I don't know. It, it would still require him. I would, If I was in his position, I would give a certain coordinate, not exact coordinates, and say, hey, if you're around, leave something there so I know you're there. Leave a note or whatever. Maybe you're on a radio system that you can't communicate back. Leave something there. And I randomly go check. Don't even tell the time. And then put on your suit. Go out there and check. That type of thing. Play it safe. Don't uh, mm-hmm. you know, don't bring everybody to your house. Don't give your address. I'm like, this is where I live. You want to come hang out? No. You don't do that. But anyway, they're going back and forth on it. There's a lot of uh, liquor there. As we saw, the cabinets, everything's filled. This was, this was Teddy's spot. It's a nice hooked up bunker. It looks like they have food. Right? They don't talk too much about it, but they, they seem to be fine. There's a chart board there, and June is keeping track, and she has a set amount of days, she says, that they have to be under before they go out, and uh, before they venture out, I should say. And it seems like a really cool setup. Like, when I saw this this whole thing with the bunker, I'm like, man, this this is great. The set design is awesome. I could see all kinds of possibilities. So what did you think before we go forward? What did you think of just the setup? This is life in the bunker. Uh, I thought it was a very good setup. Uh, it felt as though, you know, they needed to focus more on this character because we only met uh, John's dad last season. And you knew that he tied into everything that was happening with Teddy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they decided to have the majority of this episode about this character in June because, again... I think that's the, the strategy, at least for the beginning of the season, is to just have these episodes thoroughly focused on uh, a few members from the group. And then, of course, they tie it back again with uh, the the main villain now of uh, uh, of the series, Strand. So, um, yeah, I think I think I thought it was great. But, yeah, as far as the, the bunker, it, it made sense uh, as far as how everything was laid out. You knew you get a chance to see what Teddy was doing with these women, which is very disturbing. But uh, yeah, I thought the the bunker was set up very, very, very nicely, very mm-hmm. convincing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting is that, and this I didn't get it. I don't know if you did. 
So we hear a lot of rumbling above ground. And uh, we find out that there are some people up there because they go in a peak and, you know, you got JD and he's he's having some other issues, which we'll get into. But the, the whole point that I'm trying to get here is that when the rumbling start happening above ground, then it causes uh, sort of like a wall on the side or where they get to see that there was another room. Right, it sort of exposes itself there, and they're like, "Oh, there's another room," and they go in, and then this is where JD finds that this was the kill room because remember Teddy was imprisoned for was it? He was uh, capturing women, torturing them, and then embalming them, and they could never find where he was doing it. And also, they there was one person that he could never find, JD, one of the victims. He found all the other ones he could not find, and that's Cindy Hawkins in the name of the episode. So he finds this room and he's like, wow, this was it. We're in his lair right here. Now, the reason I'm bringing it as a question, I should say, is what what caused that to fall? Where's the rumbling? Because when we eventually go above ground, I don't see a truck. I don't see a jackhammer. I don't see anything that would <laughs> impact them. What he says are six feet below. I don't know how deep they are, but still, I just don't I don't get it. I don't know what's, what's causing it. Is there an earthquake? Is there something else that's going on? Did you pick anything up? Uh, I wasn't sure of that either. Um, my assumption is that it has something to do with this mysterious group that continues to show up in the episodes, and we don't really have an understanding of what this group is, what what they're doing whenever they do show up. But uh, that's the only explanation I could think of yeah, outside yeah. of that. What was it? We had Will before. I think called them the scavengers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what he thinks. And it's kind of, we, we could have had an opportunity to find out who they are, what they want, when you could hear them on the radio later on when we get into it. But uh, real quick, so then with all the rumbling and all the stuff that was knocking down, the pooch, the, the well, he called it the hooch, right? That dropped all the liquor, all that stuff. They <laughs> smashed down to the ground. And it plays a part because it, it, he's having his hands shake. He, he's been drinking. And mm-hmm. she doesn't know it. He's been drinking when she goes to sleep, and now he can't really drink. So it, it's getting to him. You know, and so while he's there, though, and uh, in the other room, now he's starting to hallucinate. And he's seeing and hearing Cindy Hawkins. Because he goes up, when he starts hearing all the commotions, he goes up. And he's looking around, and then he sees her. And he's freaking out. And he's like, oh, I can't believe what are you doing here? And he goes rambling. But it was so cool because once he goes up, we see from his perspective, like through the mask. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for the jump scares because this is what Halloween weekend is coming out. This is great. It's a great Halloween uh, episode. And I was like, all right, we're going to get one of those moments. And sure enough, we get, you know, the moment. She's there. And she's like, oh, not too gory looking. But still, she's like in his face. You said you were going to help me. And this whole thing, like, oh, no. You know, but then we also see that he puts down Dakota. Because he's like, you're not here. And he sees Dakota. And I was like, oh, yeah, Dakota's still there. She's a walker all mutated, all messed up from the blast. And he, he puts a final touch to that. And I was waiting to see if we would, uh, if Teddy was going to pop up in some way. But that. that didn't happen but anyway while he's freaking out doing this whole thing he's just standing and talking to her like in shock and then june comes up and she takes a shot and she kills uh really that it's a walker that's grabbed onto him it's not cindy and then they see off in the distance you see the three guys right maybe were there more i just saw three did you were there more of them or you're talking about the guys that uh that john shot 
Well, before he shoots him. Remember that once when he the first time he was up there, when he goes up, and uh, when June takes the shot, she kills the Walker that was grabbing on to. Yeah, Jamie. yeah, yeah. I mm-hmm. think there was like three. I don't think it really matters, but there was, no, actually, it does matter because later on, it seems like there's a whole bunch of them when he does start picking them off, but. Yeah, but the, the, yeah, that, 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 that's like later on in the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so then they go back down, and she's checking him for bites. He's like, "No, I didn't get bit. I don't know. Did you see her?" It's like, "See who? That was just a walker, and you let it, it, it grab you, and it scratched him." And then I was thinking to myself, "Is that enough?" I don't remember if that was enough to no, to, to, no right? It's not enough. But if you also mix in the, the contaminated air with the radiation and stuff, I don't know. It, it anything's possible, but it looked like she can treat it. You know, she's a doctor or a nurse turned doctor at this point. And he was like, "No, I gotta save her. I gotta fill this up. I gotta do this." And he's getting a lot of these visions. She's visiting him, and uh, Cindy is saying, "You promised to help me. You promised." And this whole thing. June was like, "No, no, we got other issues. We don't know who these guys are." And then, sure enough, they start banging. They show up, they start banging on it, they're, they're on the gate, and they're talking about they're coming down, and they, they're, you can hear them on the radio. That's right, we only hear that part on the radio when they turn on the radio, and this is what I was getting at before, is that leave the radio on. Why would you not want to know what they're up to? Because maybe it's not up to no good. Maybe they they want to help. Maybe they have a large community, and they heard, because they even said it. We heard some of those clips, like, hey, we heard you and your call out, we're here. You've been calling people to show up. Well, people showed up. Now what? You know, now you're going to be scared of them? Uh, yeah, it looks kind of creepy because they're wearing a full hazmat suit. But everybody is. You can't just go walk around. And that's what June was talking about. So, like, it's crazy out there. We're not going. And he was like, no, I got to go and, and, and finish this. I got to help. I got to go help. It's like he thinks he – I don't – and it goes back to they keep showing with the hands. And then, of course, they bring up you've been drinking and how long you're drinking. I don't know if that's the whole deal here. What do you think? You think that this is all because because that's what I'm getting at is that Cindy is like, oh, you have to go find me, go save me, go find me, and of course she's trying to get him to leave the bunker, but her body's not out. We know it's there. We find out later in the episode. So if that was the case, if we're going just back and forth, why wouldn't she just say, keep looking? I'm here. Help me. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I think uh, that 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 was probably just a misdirection because the whole thing what I got out of the episode is that John obviously is struggling to solve the case, similar to when he had to try to deal with Teddy in the past. And he was unsuccessful because this is the one person that he was unable to find after making the promises to his to her mother that he would find her. So I, I, I think. Basically, he was going back and forth because he didn't know whether or not she was outside or down in the bunker somewhere um, in the misdirection. Oh, but but it was also not just that, but the fact that also he wasn't really sure how safe it would be to come up from ground. Because you recall later in this episode when he had the conversation with June, she lied to him about how long you can stay out in the radiation and all this other stuff because he wasn't up. Yeah. But he, he, but he, but he was trying, she was trying to stay in the bunker. They, she was trying to stay in the bunker and getting him to stay there because the fear of the unknown of what's above them. So I I think that. Yeah, definitely understand that. 
So, so I, I think uh, that, but I, I do agree, yes, it, it probably didn't make too much sense for the dead spirit of, of Cindy to tell him to go outside and all this other stuff, but I, I just think it was just the misdirection again because he was unable to find her before. So obviously, if you're in a situation, you're going to have doubts about whether or not you're right and she is here or she's somewhere else. So uh-huh. that's my guess is what they were trying to do with that. Yeah. Um, and then he starts looking at the map and he's talking to her and they're like with the ghost Cindy. And he's trying to say, well, I remember you were with your boyfriend and your boyfriend picked you up and you lived here and you worked here and you got off your shift. Oh, wait, it's the, the lot. There it is. You have to be in the lot. So he decides he's just going to go out there. Meanwhile, we got these people banging, trying to get in. And like you said, at this point, he's having an argument with June about, oh, where did you get this time of how much time we have to be under here? How did you know about this? How do you know it's that bad? Look, these guys are here. They they showed up, so it can't be as horrible as you said it is. I mean, well, we you both were up there. You saw how bad it was. I mean, if I was there, I would stay in the bunker as long as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, and then go out occasionally, take peeks, see if it's clearing up, and, and just really come up with a plan. Get on the radio, try to communicate with others, not give my location, but just to get a feel until I can get maybe in contact with Morgan or someone else, because that's the other thing that we'll get into as the story the episode progresses. But um, yeah, they were there for a while too. But it's, yeah. It, it, they, they kept showing that with his hand shaking that this is all coming up because he's not drinking. And she said, how long have you not had to drink? He's like, I don't know, like a day and a half. So she, she wanted to give him some medication. Say, hey, listen, take this. You'll pass out maybe for a few days and then it'll pass. You'll be okay. Meanwhile, at the same time, you hear all these people up there just banging away at the door. But this is a bunker. <laughs> it's all around bunker. I mean. And then even the spirit jumps in. Cindy says, well, when Teddy had me down here, he said that no one would ever hear me scream because we're so far under and that nobody could ever get in. So Mm -hmm. we shouldn't have to worry about that. Okay, well, (laughs) so then are you saying to stay here? No. She's like, go find me. So they get into the whole thing. And then we got more rumbling. And this is what I'm saying. It's like, is it our truck or something? Just show us something. But no, we don't know. More rumbling. Debris falls down, knocks them out. All right, we come back. June is out cold. All right, but uh, JD gets up. He puts his suit on. He was like, nope, I'm going to go. And later on, and I thought about this a little bit while I was watching this. And then later on at the end, the showrunner brings it up. And uh, he says, oh, this is just just like what happened with uh, John Jr. Where it's he gets, JD Sr. gets so involved in a case that mm-hmm. he picks the case over his family. And yep. that's exactly what he's doing here. He's going out to do this case, and he's leaving the only family he has left, which is June. And he's going to leave her. It's like, yeah, you stay here. I'm going to go. For how long? He doesn't know. He's got to go find. And then, I'm again, in my head, I'm like, how... Where's the map? Please. <laughs> Any of these Walking Deads produce a map. The only time we saw a map was that layout that we saw from <laughs> on the bulletin board. That uh that Teddy had, where they were showing with the work and this and that for for Cindy, but for themselves, we don't know a map because he seems like he's just gonna go out there and walk. He's just gonna go and pull a Morgan from Walking Dead to Fear the Walking Dead and do a walk across the country to just what to find a hole or even before the whole collapse, 
uh, June was telling him, it's like, nothing's out there. Even if you find the body, what are you going to do? Because he found some trinkets that was, and was it like a ring and a few other things from some of the other Teddy's victims, and one of them belonged to Cindy, and, and it's a whole, oh, I made a promise to the mother, and it's like, yeah, the mom's gone too. I mean, this is... You know, but uh, what did you think of that? Did that all that make sense that he was just going to go out there? And did you think that's this is where the episode was going to go? That he was just going to go wander, and that was it. We were going to lose him in this show. Uh, well, I, I figured no, he still needed to stay around June. You know, I figured if he was out there, it's a, a more likelihood he can get killed. Um, but it's it's it still seems like it's too soon for that to happen because. This is a character that has been in isolation for the longest time. We we met him last season, and he kept alluding to that, you know, that he stayed in isolation. So now that he finally got around June, I think it would be too soon for, to have him depart away from that other, away from her. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. But when he when he did go outside, I I did question where they were going with this, but uh, I didn't know what they I didn't know what the intended goal was of that, other than to say he started to doubt. That her body was actually where that you know they're they're all along where, where they were. Yeah. So he he gets out and he's wandering off. You know, he's got his hazmat suit and he's just wandering. And then he hears all the banging again and he looks back and they've come back and they're mm-hmm. trying to get in and he's like I can't I can't do this I can't leave her alone down there. Plus she's she's hurt she's out there she's down there she's hurt. And uh, he's that Cindy. He's like, no, no, you gotta fulfill your promise. You gotta save me. And it's like, this is what I don't get. Like, <laughs> one minute you're, you're telling him about the bunker and and all the stuff and how it's safe down there. They can't get you. But to solve the mystery, her death. But you know, she knows she's got to be down there. I, I don't know. It whatever. The whole point is that. She's luring him away from the bunker. And he's like, I can't leave her. And then he takes out his gun and he notices he still has the shakes. But then he keeps blinking his eyes and he's trying to relax. And he gets a steady hand for a little bit. And we get the old JD Sr. Remember, they were him and his son were dead shots. Remember, they were mm-hmm. just, that's that was their thing. It's a family thing. They're just great shots. And sure enough, boom, picked one off, picked another one off. You know, he was just dropping them. And then one uh, of them, yep, go ahead. Oh, no. Now, I, I was going to say, uh, in regards to the comment you made earlier about Will and, it, you know, if these people are part of the same group, I really wish this episode would have alluded to, to to the fact that they are. And maybe you saw a clip of Will, because my my whole thing is that it's hard to tell how much time has passed. Um yeah. It would have been cool if you saw that these one of the people that Will was with previously, and this is the group that got taken out, because it would give more context as to, you know, what's have, going on with that other story. I have an idea of who these people are. Okay. I think there's Teddy's group. I think these are the remaining people in that group. That not everybody was died in those locations. I think some yeah. of them were still roaming, and I think this is um. I feel like it's going to come up, and who knows? Remember the the other dude that was part of his group that didn't die? I think he could be there. I, I think we're going it, to... It's got to be some connection with Teddy's group. I think it, it, that, 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 that's a possibility. They, they leave that open because of this episode and the fact that, uh, well, now it, it would appear as though, you know, John has finally closed the chapter on Teddy. Uh, 
you know, and, 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 and solve the case as well. But yeah, that that's that's definitely possible. We'll have yeah. to see. We're have to wait to and that see. now. Yeah. So he notices that one of them goes under, goes inside, actually gets the hatch open. Uh-huh. So uh, that, well, that's the other issue too. Now that I think about it, it's like well, the, even if well, you know, I will get to it toward the end. So one gets down there and is approaching June, like looking for, her, and she has her gun and she's hiding. And it's like, this is it. What's going to happen? I, at no point did I think anything bad was going to happen. I was like, no, they're not going to take out June. And then sure enough, you know, J.D. Sr., he's down there, pop. He, he shoots the guy from behind. At least take his mask off. Let's see something. No, we don't get any of that. All right. So they, once that happens, there's more rumbling. See, that's why I know it's not <laughs> the more rumbling. And that's when another discovery is uh, found, and it's uh, behind another wall. And there we go. Cindy's there. She was behind another wall. So he just starts putting it together that he thinks that during the time of the investigation, we're closing in on Teddy, and he probably didn't have enough time to hide the body, so he just hid the body within the bunker wall. So she was there the entire time. So he grabs uh, the chain or the ring that that, uh, Teddy had collected. He puts it on Cindy, and he's like, there you go. Case closed. I know where you are. And uh, at that point, more rumbling, and everything starts collapsing. They're trying to get out, and they don't. And we jump to, uh, which I thought was, well, I don't know what I really was saying. When I first saw that, I paused it for a second. I was like, all right, well, maybe this is, uh, um, he died. I was like, maybe he died, and this is just him thinking that things have worked out, and that's not the case, and that we were going to see from June's perspective, and she's just, like, crawling out of this hole, and he's under debris. That's mm-hmm. what I thought, right? Because it seemed too too clean cut. It's like, he, he flickers his eyes, he, he wakes up, and she's there, all clean, next to him. He's like, oh, we, we made it. It's like, what? And then she opens up uh, the blinds, and you see that they're in a tower. They, they're up high, and it's like, oh, Okay, we I see where where we're going with this, and then sure enough, Strand walks in with that get up that outfit. <laughs> I can't get over that outfit. I'm I, it's it's ridiculous. I don't know if it's meant to be ridiculous, and it's supposed to be that he's just losing it, or is it supposed to be taken serious? But I don't like it. And uh, he starts talking about, oh yeah, we came across. We heard your message, and we were looking, and we came across, and we found you guys at the, the right time. And again, this is where, well, what about where those other guys? And he's like, we don't know who they are. All right? they, they weren't part of my crew. I don't know who those guys are. It's like, okay, there goes that. And he said, well, we're going to, I'm going to give a tour because he likes giving tours, right? So he's, he's going to give June the tour. Uh, JD Singer needs to rest, but uh, let's share a drink. And he pours some scotch. He get he hands a glass to uh, John Doring Sr., and he takes a uh, JD takes a glance over at June. She looks at him and he's like, "Ah," and he's, like, "I'm off the sauce. Not now. I'm not doing it." And he's like, "All right." And Strand takes his swig, and there goes that. You know, so that alone, ah, man, I don't, I don't buy into it. I get why they tried to get one group connected to the other, and this was the way to do it. But uh, I don't know. It's just the timing, and it's like how long were they under the debris? And they're pretty deep. It just so someone had to come and dig you up. You know what I mean? Like I don't. <laughs> how did they get down there? How did they get to the bunker? Because I can understand if you had just made it out and then you collapsed or something. Or I don't know. Or at least if one person came out, 
whatever. That's just how they planned out. That's my one gripe with this episode. I, that's like it, that should have been clarified a little more. But um, he was like, JD was like, all right, well, we got to get out of here. We got to go. I'm like, I don't think that's gonna happen. Take a look, and he looks out the window, and there's like thousands of these walkers everywhere. Where are they coming from? I don't know. We get it. The beacon that that was the whole goal, but. Really, where are these, at this point in the game, <laughs> where are all these people? Because these have to be fresh bodies, right? These have to be, because if they're from the beginning, from 10 years ago, there's no way they would still be roaming. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, all right, all right, I'll just buy into this as well. You know, but it's not over. Because <laughs> what I was just saying about digging, well, we do see somebody digging. And it's Morgan, and he's like, "It's like JD, I'm here, June, I made it." It's like now, now I will say that I will say this. Uh, it looked like the, the for the last episode, Morgan had made the decision to stay, you know, obviously stay, uh, you know, with with the with with with, with Mo, yeah, and Grace. Yep. and Grace, and it looked like they had a happy, you know, happily ever after. They were going to stay in the submarine. They had food. Yeah. So the problem is that we never ever saw him hearing no. that they that they had that radio tr- transmission and that was how he found them and he decided to come after them. They just completely skipped all of that and he yeah. just shows up there looking for them. Yeah. So yeah. That, and, yeah. and it's like it's like I just imagine the writers in a room and they have the end and they have a beginning but they don't have the middle. I'm like, how do we connect? How do we connect? And I was like, skip the connect. Let's just give him the beginning and the end. And this is it. The beginning for Morgan. Boom. He was there. How do you get that? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. But the end is with the connection because he gets on the, the walkie and he's talking. And then we hear Strand. And he was like, I have them. They're safe. Everyone's going to be safe with me. And he was like, well, okay, that's great. Uh, you know what? This is Morgan speaking. He's like, ah, if that's the case, I'm okay with that. As long as you don't hurt my friends or else. It's like, or else what? Or else I'll come for you. And he's like, bring it. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. So that that's the thing. Now, if anything, now Morgan has two problems. Because, yes, we have Strand. But then we also have the bounty hunter's brother. <laughs> right? That, yep. And we saw little previews of that bounty that, hunter's it, brother. It, 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 to be quite honest, that, that episode looks like that's going to be a really good episode. That's coming out Halloween Day. For those on on, on uh, AMC uh, Plus, yeah, yes, that's right, AMC Plus. So yeah, again, that's how <laughs> we are watching this now, people. So if you want to know, it's like, hey, all right, I want to watch it. If you haven't already, it's on AMC Plus. You can watch all this. They post them a week early, which is mm-hmm. great. So that way, if you just really want to jump into it, you can, and that's what we're doing. But that ending, that was a little suspect of all of that. <laughs> that's a connection. I mean, everything was going well. I was like, I was really into it, and then that ending was like, eh, I see why you did this. But like you said, it's like, again, I don't know how far that bunker was from the submarine. I remember from last season, it was a bit of a drive. Remember? Yeah. It was a bit of a drive. Um, I don't know if Morgan has his car. I'm assuming he did because I can't imagine him doing that walk all the way out there. But uh, whatever. I'm and, just, yep. Yeah, and, and and of course the the other question that I feel still needs to be answered is why does Strand want all of these people? Now, obviously, he was very clear said that he did not want Morgan. He would have taken Grace, and they would have considered the baby. But he does not want Morgan. But yet he goes after June. 
and gets John. So I, I would hope that there need there's an explanation coming as to why he is bringing certain people into the tower. June makes sense because of her medical background. Yeah, so she, that yeah. makes sense. Maybe with John is maybe he just liked him. Uh, maybe <laughs> maybe we, they could easily just say they need him to train the others how to use weapons. Because that's a, a good point. Strand that's is a not a soldier. Point. He's dressing like a captain, a military general, whatever, but he's not a soldier. So uh, that's the only other thing I could think of, and they'll, they'll just ease that in. Now, I don't think they're going to join up with his cause, <laughs> but <laughs> he's definitely, they're definitely going to be along for the ride. Yeah. You know, so, but overall, I enjoyed the episode. I still like the environment, I like the scenery, I love the themes. I love the themes of fear. Last year, last season we had with the Western, and now here it is, the post-apocalypse. We got the A's everywhere. Everyone walking in hazmat suits. It's it's awesome. It's great, and and, and I do like the fact that every episode it's not jumping from all the different groups. It's focusing on a particular group and, and what we where we saw them last. So we saw JD Senior and June enter the bunker, and there we go. So now we're seeing them. I'm sure those listening were all dying to know what happened with Dwight and everyone that's with the CRM. Because that's the other part. We want to know, is mm-hmm. that going to be the group that are with, um, oh, I can't believe everyone was with Rick. Because remember, we, well, we, the only bits of useful information, the only piece of useful information we picked up from World Beyond is that there are six CRM locations in the United States. There's six of them. Yeah. So... Hopefully that would be great because think about that if they and, show Dwight. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that and and the other thing we do know what world be on at the end of that last episode. You know, I forget the name of the character that found Rick. She is she she reveals herself as the new person in charge of that CRM division. Mm-hmm. So um, that's all we know so far. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we'll she, see. And she didn't mention anything about Rick. And, yeah. and it makes sense because no one there would know him. So it's like, oh, by the way, I rescued Rick. And I was like, oh, that's great. Who's Rick? <laughs> Who's Rick? <laughs> oh, that's right. You've been on the other parts of the United States. You don't know. And I used to live in a junkyard. And it was, But, um, yeah, it, we'll see. And there you go, people. If uh, we find anything like uh, Rick said, we're still watching World Beyond. So for anything useful that's relevant to either fear or walking dead proper, we'll bring it up. We'll bring it up, and that way you know, and you don't have to waste your time watching it because it really is a waste of time. It really is. But fear of walking dead is not. It's entertaining. It's fun. I loved it. I love the cinematography here. I love the scenes. I loved everything about it. The besides the ending, little suspect of how they were trying to connect the dots with Morgan and Strand again. But besides that, it was cool. It was cool. Very cool. All right, people. Thanks again for. Uh, tuning in and listening over on Spotify and iTunes or wherever else you go to pick it up over YouTube. We're there as well. And check out the coalition with a cake.com. We got a bunch of reviews and interviews with some of the cast members and other cast members from other shows. We got game reviews. We got a lot of stuff going on over there. It's a very busy site and we're very busy. It's during that season. A lot of stuff. All right, people. Thanks again. And we will be back next week for episode four. Peace. Peace.